Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning, y'all. <clears throat> Excuse my throat. It is early here in L.A. That's, um, yeah. You know, so that is got, a little, got a little stuff going I'm on tired. here that I really don't feel like dealing with. <laughs> but anyway, it is another great week of NFL football, and I'm sure you all, just like us, are feeling excited, especially if your team is doing well. If your team's not doing well, you probably feel like something must do. Like, man, what the hell? <laughs> like mid-season can we get going yet so you know it's definitely definitely looking um just just up just up for some teams down for some teams and the other teams just in the middle trying to figure it out so we are yeah we got a we we got a battle we definitely we got renard on the line yes we have a battle yes we Mm -hmm. have a battle and i am ready 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 so we want to kick we want to kick today off by getting a couple things out the way that are newsworthy, and I'm going to throw one in there that I didn't even tell you guys about, but I think it's totally newsworthy. But before we do that, let's talk about um, Jalen Ramsey, Richard Sherman, Antonio Brown. For those who've been following the Antonio Brown saga, he does want to come back to the league, but he's actually doing it a little different through his he's staff and our division. So I'm saying I'm loving it. He's being quiet and letting his crew, his entourage, his staff, his people that represent him do their job. And that is what I felt the previous time when he was running his mouth and his Twitter fingers. Let the people that are around you do what they do. That's why mm-hmm. you pay them. And mm-hmm. there and the way it's being handled this time. We still hear Antonio Brown's voice through them, but it's not coming randomly and wild like the arms are shaking from those things that are in front of car dealerships and they're just flailing along. It is being done, and you can hear his voice through them. It's clear he wants to come back. Is that a good move for him based on what you that's hear? That's a great – I think that's a great move. That's they the they know the his voice. He's made the entire time. They because know he should have taken voice. that. He should have taken that the first time around. They know his yeah, voice. But we still hear. We still hear him, but through them, and it's and it's it seems more targeted right now. Well, Drew Rose, the house. This is on you. And now, let me ask you this: Where would he be a good fit? I think he would be a good fit in teams that need a receiver right now. One of the well, best fits is the team. I know that. The, that's, that's, that's probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the one of the best fits is a place he burned his bridge in. It would have been in New England. I will say, I hate to say this, and I know it's not going to happen. I think he would be a great fit in Chicago. Shit. As a wideout? Y'all need a wideout. 
We need a wideout that can take his top off the defense. He, we don't have no, a, not, we, we don't have a top off. <laughs> that's not going to happen. I said it's not going to happen. Uh, but Chicago, yes. Uh, they don't need him in. They don't need him in Kansas City. They don't need him in L.A. They're gonna. It's gonna. The type of place he's gonna end up is a place that needs a wideout that can help in a playoff run. So Detroit. I could see him in Detroit. Detroit might be a bomb fit for him though. <clears throat> I wouldn't. That doubt. might. That might be a bomb fit for him though. But he got to be willing. To, you know, know, he got to be willing. To, he got to be willing to curb that attitude. You know, and, and, and just, you know, like the one thing about it, and this is as a player, you have a team that already works for you, like Bernard mentioned earlier. Let your team talk and all you have to do is play because that's your job. All the problems you're dealing with, that's why you got a team so they can deal with that for you. Had he, had he, had he taken this step from the beginning, Instead of getting to the point to where oh now I'm out and now well now I want to come back and where he is now he wouldn't even be out of the league. I mean they say hindsight is twenty twenty. However, I'm looking at the fact that dude, as old as you are, you should have already known how to do this. Hey y'all, go take care of that. I got accusations and stuff. I ain't need that mess. Please go deal with that. Deal with that swacking ball. That's all I need y'all to do. Let your lawyers speak for you. Let your agents speak for you. And we're not even having this conversation today. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. So, so with that being said, there was another move that um, was a little shocking. I knew that there was going to be a move. I did not think this person was going to stay on their team, just not only from the controversy, but I just, at that point, I just thought that they should part ways. I actually thought he slightly outgrew where he was and he needed a change, and that's Jalen Ramsey. Congratulations, Jalen, on being a new daddy. But he also has a new team and a new football family. He is now part of the Los Angeles Rams, so woohoo to that. And let's talk about how we think that is going to work, how he's going to come in and fit into the scheme of how they play. I thought it was a really good pickup. I thought it was a really good move. I thought it was gutsy, but it was really good. I thought it was a great move and a great pickup, but what I think is I would rather talk about first, not not instead of, is I thought it was a boneheaded move by both uh, Kansas City and Philly to not see the value that they needed. I felt like they needed it more than, than uh, L.A. needed it. And I felt like, for example, after Stephon Diggs picked apart Philly's uh, secondary, Philly should have came in and said, no, nah, we need to do the, fix this now. And Philly essentially said, we're not giving up two first-round picks. Well, sometimes you got to make a decision to sacrifice something if you really – if you if you're trying to make that push right now. And I think Philly's mistake is, oh, we just won a Super Bowl, so we don't have to do whatever it takes to keep winning Super Bowls. And I think <laughs> – Kansas City, I think their mistake was we we don't need it. We got a good team. You all ain't made it to the mountaintop yet, so they should have gotten it. LA has taken that attitude. We ain't made it to the mountaintop. Let's take let's do what it takes to get to the mountaintop. And that I love that LA is taking that attitude. 
Well, I, I was I reading the. I, um, go ahead. I, was, I was reading the NinersNation.com um, website where Richard Sherman had, you know, the title is Richard Sherman says what many of us thought in a Jalen Ramsey trade. Uh, and quote, he says, it seems like they gave up a lot for him and it's going to be great for him because he has a lot of leverage. I wish they would try not to pay him at this point, give up two first rounders and like, oh, we're going to play hardball in these red negotiations. Yeah, back up to the Briggs. Oh, they first. go back, back, back up the Briggs first. They to his back house, up that Briggs Then call him when you're yeah. done. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, hey, back, so, you don't give up. You don't give up those two first round picks, and you don't try to pay somebody. That's just like when the Bears gave up those picks to Khalil Mack. They paid him that day. They paid him by that afternoon. Yeah, well, that's you know, um, had, <clears throat> It's a year and a half. I, I understand what he's saying. I, I understand what he's yeah. saying. I, I I get what he's saying, and and I like how, I like how, I like hear his check on Tuesday. So I don't know. Hey, I like just, how LA did something kind of smart. LA did some kind of smart with uh, they picked up the player option, so they have more time to negotiate. They did. The um, they the, picked up the team option. They picked up the team option. Right. They picked up the team option, so technically they have a full year to negotiate. But I don't think there no team is going to be so stupid to give up all those picks, those first round picks, and not pick up the play. I hope no team is well, going to be so know, stupid to not do that. Well, that depends on the you know the, the cap space they have, so they don't have a cap space. Some of them may not have that choice. If you know you ain't got <laughs> if you know you ain't got that cap space, you don't trade two first round picks. Well, it, it the, you know well, the Rams like, sometimes have, the Rams has the Rams have exactly seventeen million one hundred ninety seven thousand one hundred eighty one dollars in effective cash space available. That's what they have going this one going into next year. Sounds like. Sounds like that's going all the way. And they also and they also believe then they also believe that they have a serious postseason run. Yeah. They they really they're, are kind of investing. And and they're investing and we we saw the change in them last year, that last season, an amazing change. And it's like they're investing, invested in this postseason run, especially in their division. So right now they're like Let's put all the pieces together now because a few people are going to have the options of renegotiating their contract or a couple more teams might. Well, they don't have any more first-round picks, so I don't know how long, but no time soon. Right. But they're, they're really putting together this really serious run for this postseason and kind of win that, right. that king of the West <clears throat> type type of field. And, and they're, they're putting the position together to do it, and mentally they they really can. On paper, they actually can. It's just about what we see on the field. When everything that we see on paper actually converts to what we see on the field, then you know it, exactly. it's not a bad deal. They just don't have any first round picks. But then when you look at a lot of successful players on a lot of teams, they weren't even first rounders anyway. No. So they got some great you know, you are- um, legs, some young legs, some some super dope veterans. They're going to get. You know when when it's everyone's trying to get picked up for their last two seasons of their life ever playing football, they're gonna get some great 
additions to the squad so that the squad can continue to mature. So I don't think it was a bad deal, especially not with Jalen Ramsey at all. Not at all. I mean, they're right now they're sitting at 500, so it's the best. you got to think about it. It's probably the best time for them to make this type of move, you know, to add to the advance pass um, into the postseason and, and hopefully, uh, you know, possibly on to the Super Bowl. So, but I'm just telling y'all, man, it's like if, you, if you're if you not excited about today yet, just, you know, for who's playing, if your team's playing and what's going on, I don't know to tell you. I do need to tell you, get some, get, go grab you some food from somewhere, make sure you stacked up, and you know that way you ain't got to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's kick off. So now that we've got a little bit of that out the way, I'm going to hold my congratulations to the end because I'm almost going to go way, way, way back into cheerleader mode for so long ago. So if y'all hear me break something, just call 911 and send them here. Like if I say nothing else for the rest of the show because I tried to do like one of these, you know, with some high school or college. And I don't finish the show. Just sit down my one here. They could get in. I could tell them now. But it is <laughs> going to be something very exciting, something I was very proud of. I had a chance to watch hold it up, the But up, let's kick up. off. Hold up. Hold up. I think we got a, got a, um, uh, got a guest caller. But we we haven't talked about. Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> now it's time to get into the, 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 the meat and potatoes of the show. Hold on, Carla, because the first team that I want to tackle. Wait a minute, the, wait a minute. Before, before, we get, before we get that far, I can't leave out the, the interesting comment that Richard Sherman had about his team talking about don't jump on the bandwagon now. If you was already on the bandwagon, be down with us. But if you're not, stay over there. We, are we going to breathe and not talk about that? Everybody says that, though. No, but I like but Richard Sherman like, Richard Sherman's been mighty quiet up till now. Now he he, he got that Legion of Boom swagger back. Talking about this my team. He's got his swagger back and he's actually playing uh he's he's playing well coming off of his injuries. He's his team is playing well. We have Richard Sherman that we know back. And I didn't want that was the main reason I wanted to talk about Richard Sherman and his his mouth is back, and that's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, okay, so what about it? Go ahead. I wanted to I wanted to talk about the <laughs> fact that his team is winning, and it's not just that his team is winning. It seems like teams that Richard Sherman is on, they feed off of his mouth, and his, his team energy? is good. They feed off of his mouth. We got some mama bar, baby bar stuff going on. <laughs> hey, who the, ever thought, who, the, who the ever thought that Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman would be the, the, the wily veteran and the one that we're listening to in the room? Me. I, and I felt that way in Seattle. Me. Well, I felt like they should have been listening to him in Seattle, but they weren't. But but I never doubted a person of Richard Sherman's caliber or Richard Sherman himself as not ever taking charge and being the team leader and eventually being one of those veterans that can guide a team to where they need to go. He's been where a lot of his teammates want to go more than once. <laughs> For everything from yeah. football to, to media conflict to being cut from a team, he, he his words being misconstrued, everything that you could have gone through Minus, and heaven forbid, one of the, the one of the scandals, he's been through it. So why would he not make 
the ultimate leader at a team. But he up can until get now, so many people and so many teams over the hump. But up until now, he wasn't that. He he should have been that, but he wasn't. But he I'm not I'm not su- I'm not surprised that he's that now. I guess that that's what I'm saying. Like I, I the type of person and the type of player that he is and the type of history that he has in the league all the way down to him even getting his degree from Stanford. I this at this point in his career is what I expect. But see, yeah, one of the I mean, things that I like he's about been it, in the league long enough but see, now to where but it, you know not only have he's already put in the actions we've seen his play in the past. And but see, every now and then, far too often, go ahead. far too often, it's once you're that wily veteran, it's you're forced to be that wily veteran, so your play is not matching the 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 veteran nature of it. You're just a veteran because you have no choice. He is the veteran with all the experience. He's the veteran with all the experience, along with the play, along with the the his his his. His play on the field is also matching that. Well, we are definitely going to keep a lookout for how they, for how and where they end up. They are playing league of football now. Um, when we officially get to the halfway mark and people get tired and there are a lot more injuries, we're going to see where everybody goes from there. But they are playing great football. I do expect this from him. I'm, I like what I see from from them. And I definitely expect more, a whole lot more. But since we have to now get into the meat and potatoes, we got to swing it back to the NFC North. We're going to start with the Chicago Bears. They're coming off a bye. They went into the bye with a, with a cute little L. And now they're coming off the bye, and they are going up against the Saints. My thing with the Saints is everyone figured when Drew Brees got hurt, he was doomed. My squad's former quarterback hadn't really had many snaps since he got hurt, but he was enough of an acquisition, and the, the Saints saw enough of Teddy Bridgewater to leave him there as the backup. Well, fast forward to a couple games ago, Drew gets hurt, Teddy comes in. Teddy helps them win a game when he comes in without throwing an actual touchdown. Now Teddy is comfortable. The scheme and the plays are working out. His arm looks really, really good. He's been very consistent. The players and him have created an amazing chemistry down in New Orleans. And, you know, he's, he's not the Teddy from old. He's a little bit better than me right now. And his fight and his fire, they're leading the charge. And the Saints have looked really good, especially these last two games. And they're coming back to Soldier Field. And the last time I went to a Saints-Soldier Field game when the Saints came to Chicago for Soldier Field. And yes, they've been here since what I'm going to say. It was not only an electric game, but Reggie Bush was still playing. And I will never forget Reggie Bush running down the field and headed for a touchdown, kind of taunting the sidelines of the Bears like, this is ours. Y'all getting ready to go home. He he talked to Brad Erlacher and Lance Briggs, and he didn't run and do nothing for the rest of that game. Well, he He did. And after that, um, bringing up old names, Peanut Tillman kept him in check, Nathan Vashi kept him in check, everything you threw at Bernard Berry, and people probably threw whole cars and kitchen sinks, and he caught it in the end zone. It was just a massacre, and we watched the Bears in 2007 go straight to Miami to the Super Bowl. We are not going to talk about what happened to the Super Bowl. But they made it. A defense no, 
after after having a season where the late great one of my favorite coaches, Denny Green, said, and I quote, "They are who we thought they are when he was in Phoenix, and we let him off the hook." So basically, nobody even believed in that team. So that was an electrifying game for me to be at, for me to watch, for me to watch them shut Reggie Bush down. It was, like, so crazy. So here we are again with another – and then I got to experience it again, not last season, definitely, because we had Kirk Cousins, but the season before that when I got to go to Minnesota <laughs> to watch my squad. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. When I got to watch my squad, the Minnesota Vikings, um, as as Sean Payton did, you know, taunted us with our lovely skull chat, and next thing you know, Stefan Diggs was like, oh, I don't really have to go down and stop the clock. I'm right by the end zone. And crushed New Orleans dreams of, again, going back to the Super Bowl. So they're on fire right now. Their chemistry is great. They're back at Soldier Field. They're, they're planning, you know, they're back taunting us in the NFC North again. They've got Teddy Bridgewater, who's who's playing really good football. You almost are slightly starting to forget Drew Brees is hurt or there or something. His NyQuil commercial still comes on, though. But <laughs> it's a really, really good matchup. And the Bears coming off a of bye are always real hit or miss. They're, like, really, really ready or, or really, really They're all yeah. really not. They're like, really, really not. <laughs> They're 0 and 4, 0 and 6 coming off a bye. Off, off a bye. Bears haven't figured out how to win off of a bye in a long uh, at, time. At all. And here they are facing the Saints. So I'm going to let you guys have a this one as to what you think is going to happen, how this matchup is going to go, um, the excitement that's going on, and the energy and the chemistry right now that the Saints have, and what the outcome of this game or even point spread might be, considering the point spread and the favorite is the, are the Bears today. Well, the Bears are being picked to win. The point spread is like three three points in favor of the Bears. But one of the things that is definitely going to affect this game are injuries. Uh, two on the Bears' side and one major one on the uh, Saints' side. The Bears put Kyle Long on IR. They put Akeem Hicks on IR designated to return. Um, so that's on the Bears' side. And then the Saints are playing without Alvin Kamara. So I can see why that is – in favor of the Bears, because the Bears have been relatively porous without Akeem Hicks in the middle on the run game. So had Kamara been in the game, it was like, okay, we're not looking at something that's, all right, we got Kamara in the game. Hmm, hmm. I would be a little skeptical. But that being said, the Bears have a chance, and I am so shocked at how many national uh, outlets are picking the Bears, and I like well, I like it, cheering for my Bears, but I'm not thinking this is going to be an easy game by any stretch. Well, I, nobody thinks it's going to be an easy game. No, no one said easy game. The it's just the Bears so far as of right now get Mr. Trubisky back. Um, Thank God. So he, he's scheduled to go. We don't know that. We don't know <laughs> how well he's healed. We we don't know that yet. But they get him back, and there's no Drew Brees, which is the signature face of the New Orleans Saints. And Teddy Bridgewater can be stopped. The Bears do have an amazing defense that can go up and stop Teddy. He's not the tallest QB, even though he's getting it done. So hopefully that O line holds enough time for Teddy to not only get the ball 
out of the pocket into the hands so that there are yards after the catch, <clears throat> but also protect him from being sacked, um, turnovers, safeties, whatever. So there, there's a lot that uh, the, the Bears are still capable of doing. And when you look at the Bears' defense and knowing that the Bears and the Vikings and the NFC North, are their defenses actually score. So there are very few times that the Bears and the Vikings pick off a quarterback or pick up a fumble or, you know, there's a any type of interception or turnover in the ball in the play. There's, there are very few times that either one of those teams don't capitalize and score off of that happening. So when you see that the threats that the Bears actually do have, I can understand why they don't think the Bears are going to run away with it. But based on what's on paper and their history over the last year and six games into a season, they um, have the potential to pull this off as as a win. And then I can see how they're a favorite, especially with their chemistry and their energy and their drive. Right now, I can see how they're a favorite going up against the Saints. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just saying I can understand it. And I know Mike has a caller holding, and I think the caller might be one of our favorite people. But, Mike, tell us what you you think, and then tell, you know, let the caller come in and say what the caller thinks. Well, like we said, the Bears have a very shaky, dismal record when they come off of a bye week. It just seems like they take the vacation and just don't know how to start back up and forget how to play. However, with the point spread being what it is, even though it is small, me personally, I'm hoping they can actually get it together and pull it off. Um, Trubisky's back, so that may be effective, but like you said, we don't know how much he's healed. We don't know if he's 100%. Um, we know that if a quarterback is even 90%, depending on who the quarterback is, that that t- other 10% can, you know, make some difference as far as winning and losing goes. Um I'm gonna say I, a ten percent. I, I, I a ten percent Trubisky is better than a ten percent Trubisky is better than a hundred percent of Chase Daniel, in my opinion. Let me let you finish your comment. <laughs> <laughs> that is how little I think. If of Chase y'all Daniels. have not figured it I out, think, he is not. He is not a Chase Daniels fan. He probably never will be. And I mean, I don't think it's so much a Chase Daniels problem I have with. Because you have to look at who picked them. I'm just saying. Um, but back to back to my other statement. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say you can't yeah, even get it out because you're still I, laughing. I, I can't. I, I'm just saying, man. You know. Um, hey, what was I about to say? <laughs> All right. So everybody knows that when when Teddy under the Bridgewater was, um, you know. A tr- bridge on the Trouble Waters was living in, in, in Wisconsin. Nobody was on the show was a fan. Nobody. I don't think any of the commentators were a fan. Wait, were fans where because he said Wisconsin. I was going when he was in Minnesota. I was going. I mean Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> when he was in Minnesota. I'm like, Teddy, uh, you had a fan from Green Bay, buddy. I don't know why I said Wisconsin. Um, but anyway. Um, it's north of Chicago. That's all that matters I, I, to you. I, I have exactly, pretty much. Um, I have to admit that since he's been in New Orleans, he's been playing a lot better. Now I don't know if that. He has I don't a, know what it. He what, has a better coach and a better, a better, better play caller. 
Well, I was trying to get that. Hold, hold, hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Hey, let him go. I was oh, trying man. to get there, man. Dang. Um, so yeah, like Bernard said, he's obviously in a better situation with a better coach, um, a system that better fits his uh his attributes as a quarterback. So I'm happy to see him well. However, I need Chicago to bring that, that defense today and just smash him and just put him back in his place. And he's like, Yeah, man, you might be doing well, we might shut you down. I need y'all to come with straight up. I mean, we we three and two right now. They five and one. Y'all gotta do something. Do not be the team of old. Show us that you've changed. Show us that a bye week is nothing but a bye week and that you can come off of it and win so we're not saying it's the same thing we've seen forever. What is going to be what is going to be the biggest determining factor to me is uh at least for Chicago on defense and New Orleans on offense is with Kamara out Will the New Orleans Saints have a good uh, adjustment for a good backup running back? If they have a good backup running back situation, the Bears will have to be honest and and not just pin their ears back and rush Teddy Bridgewater. If the Bears pin their ears back and rush Teddy Bridgewater, can Teddy Bridgewater get the ball out of his hands fast enough, or will he be – on the ground all day. That it is the run. Kamara has been the greatest thing since sliced bread uh, in these last few weeks. And giving Teddy Bridgewater time by him being he's keeping defenses off honest by saying they can't just run and and rush the quarterback. They had to adjust and said, okay, if we if we keep just running, Kamara will run all over us. And it will come down to how well. In my opinion, the Saints running game really ends up being today. Well, yeah, the well, defense see what is I definitely going to have to, what, you know, what? play. Defense definitely going to have to play honest like they would any team. I don't think they're gonna, they're gonna, there's going to be an opportunity where they're not going to do, be able to do that. Um, you know, you got to play like any other game, like any other team. You have to give respect to the athletes on the other side, and that's the best thing you can do. You know, especially when you're playing a team that's that's on a roll like New Orleans is. And we're going to go ahead and bring on our caller. Give you just a moment. Dun, dun, dun. Good morning. Good morning, caller. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us where you're calling from? Oh, it's me? Yes, it's you. Oh, it's you. It's oh. you. <laughs> really? We knew who it was. We, we we knew who it was. I mean, really, you could have called in last week because I had to humble myself after Detroit played a lot better, even in a loss against KC. And now you well, we got we got we got this. We gonna get there because now now I not have to battle today, so we gonna get there. The, the Lions, we gonna the get Lions there. were cheated. The Lions were cheated. Wait, wait, let's see, let's see, wait, wait, right. wait, right, right, right. So, let's slow, let's slow, let's slow, let's slow down. He's right, I, I got you started, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I got you started. I, want, I, want, I do want to take this moment to say, uh, it's going to be pretty interesting to say, to see where Cam Newton goes. I don't know if you guys have discussed him today, but I really don't see him retaking the yeah, third yeah. position back. Yeah. It's pretty sad. I Bittersweet, think, I actually, because I wasn't. I, I think he's getting yeah, it back. I, was, I think he's getting you it. You think so? 
Yes, I do. I don't know about that. I think, I think you're getting it back. I think so for this the sake the of marketing and saving face, but I don't think he's going to remain there. But, uh, okay, so you yeah. think he's getting the starting position back, but he's gone after the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I think he's getting it back. I don't know what's going to happen at the end of the season. Um, it sounds like, Nas, what you're thinking is this is going to be a Dak Prescott, Tony Romo situation. He's getting, he's yes. not getting it back and then letting him go. Yes, that's what I'm first seeing. I'm not seeing him coming back. He lost the confidence of the team. They playing a lot better um, under the backup. Uh, so I don't, I don't see him. I don't foresee him getting another snap with the Panthers. I don't see that happening. Possible, very unlikely. I do see a Tony Romo situation I, where it's like, thank you for your service. Tony Romo and Cam Newton two totally different situations. People have been thanking Tony Romo for his services, and like the little shop of horrors plant could have been out there. They were just trying to get anybody. Because usually you, you stop going out there doing that. But when it comes to Cam, just for the sake of marketing, I think they're going to at least give him another snap. Now, me saying he gets a start position back doesn't mean that he keeps it, doesn't mean that they won't pull him in the game. But I do think we will see another game where he possibly starts. But I definitely don't think he's going to stay. I just think that um, they need a change. They I need think a change. That a lot of that has what the change is doing. A lot of that has to do with and they don't talk about this in the news much, but a lot, a lot of this has to do with his diet. He switched over to the vegan diet this year, and that is greatly affecting the amount of protein that he's ingesting, which I think is contributing to his injuries. He's, like, injury-prone now. You can't even sneeze on Cam Newton without him spraining or pulling something. Um, that plus the inaccuracy. Maybe Cam just isn't lost- healthy because 80% of the league is vegan and vegetarian. So I, I- is that really? Mm-hmm. Yes. A yeah. lot of them oh, yeah. are. A lot because it extends their careers. Mhm. Mm. It's a very high percentage. Yeah, so I think it's more or less that he might just he just might just have some injuries, man. That you know how 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 it is to play. Um, depending on the type of injury, and coaches will always tell you, you know, there's a difference between being injured and being hurt. So yeah. you can actually, you can actually play for a long time hurt. But because you're doing that, you're actually putting your body and you're tearing your body down, so now you're injured. And now it takes more time for that injury or those injuries to heal and to get back to where you're 100% because you never you never took care of them when you were just hurt. Yeah. And it does you not know. help. It does not, it does not help that the type of quarterbacking he is and that he's built like a defensive end that – uh, his coaches, along with the officials, they don't treat him. They don't treat him the same way they treat most QBs. They allow folks to hit him 14 times before they even acknowledge that he's been hit the first time. Uh, and true. with all of that, uh, with all of that, I compare that to the Shaquille O'Neal, Dwight Howard uh, situation, where like just because I'm bigger than everybody out here, don't mean it didn't hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's true. It's, and and so and, and too, they they probably they they probably don't want to see any more Harriet Tubman outfits at at the press conference. So <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> well, I don't know because, that, you know, because he was looking um, like I, he was looking at like Harriet Tubman's oh auntie. That's what he was looking like. Uh, auntie. <laughs> he was like, what was we yeah, okay. thinking? Some of these outfits like. LeBron James and Dwayne Wade would throw on an outfit, every a crazy one every few weeks. 
it became all right. How cra- can I out crazy my last week's crazy? <laughs> He's like, hey man. So somebody, somebody just told me they're like, they're like, yeah, your man's like Clinton Porter. No, Clinton came in a different kind. Clinton was so hilarious. Clinton was, he a was going in and a character. It was a every week, every week. I I used to just want to see the Redskins presser. Yeah, they did. I just used to want to see him. I don't know what's going on with that. Sam, I love you, but I just think it's a change for both of them. I needed. I think that um, Cam could possibly flourish in another system. I think he just ran his course there, and that happens with players. This is a very different team from when he started, even midway into him becoming a veteran. It's a very different team, very different style of play, a lot faster, a lot different, and it just doesn't fit for him right now. Now, I wonder what Mitch Trubisky going to do today, y'all. I didn't have that. Man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping so, that, uh, hoping I'm that so he's happy not, you have know. Trubisky back. I'm just so happy because one of the differences between Trubisky and Chase Daniel, whether you – you're part of the Chase Daniel side of the, of the playbook that believes, okay, I'm going to stay in this pocket. One of the advantages of having Trubisky there, once Chase Daniel, once they broke the pocket and the offensive line didn't hold up nothing, it was it was a wrap for Chase Daniel. He was a statue. He was getting hit, at least with Trubisky. Okay, they made it through. I'm not going to stand here and let them crush me. I'm just not. I'm going, I'm going to try to get away. And part of the playbook, that that Nagy has created for Trubisky has him running out of the pocket. Chase Daniel just stands there and like, oh well, they made it through. He is the backup quarterback, yeah. not trying to be anything other than the backup quarterback. But go ahead, man. I'm, he's he's just trying to play his role. So mm-hmm. I can I mean, understand I if I can understand if he's not, you know rolling out like he should, but at the same time, I can't understand why he's not doing that because that's typically what a quarterback does, unless it's just not his strong suit. And, if that's oh, not his and that's strong kind of what I think. You know, I, you, you know makes, how some then people... it makes sense, right. Some people can get outside that, you know, get outside the pocket and get around the edge and throw. Every quarterback cannot do that. I don't care where you are. Go to any high school game, go to any college game, you will come across quarterbacks that cannot do that because they don't have the speed. They just they just don't have the right. speed for it. So if he don't have if he don't have the to get out on get on the edge like that, I'd rather him stay there and throw that ball from from the pocket, take the hit, but deliver the ball. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, I was gonna say, he's not he, delivering the he, ball. He's not he, delivering well, the he, ball. He's the yeah, backup well. quarterback. <laughs> it's like you all are not hearing me. I said this. You just are not hearing me. You got back. You got backup. You got backup expectations for the um, starting expectations for the backup. I'm looking at other no backups. Wait, hold, hold, hold on, I was going to say that no doubt there have been a few, but but the few that have excelled. Didn't walk in there thinking they were the backup quarterback. They were like, "Ooh, ooh!" The minute somebody hit him in his knees, I'm put me in the game, coach. So we right. saw what That's happened. We were like, "We've seen what happened with Tom Brady. We saw what we've seen what happened with Aaron Rodgers. Heck, when we we had our little old punky QB here when we were super young, and the Bears really went to the Super Bowl and won. So we there have been a couple situations where you put the backup QB in, but he was always sitting there like this, this, this my year." 
I don't need no hashtags. He ain't really trying to be noticed, dude. He's trying to step on the field, do his little thing, and get off as quick as possible. That's all, and you can tell by the way he played. I mean, I know, I know that was your point, though. You know, so no, he don't have a mentality like that. The other people you mentioned have they those people. You know, they would either start as at one point or they or they started off, they always saw themselves as the starter. Some people mm-hmm. were just happy playing back up. Some people were just, and, and you got to think like, about it. Let, 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 let me make it plain for you. They make, make like at least $20,000 a year. I just want to hold Some people are just happy with having a job. I would rather have Fitzpatrick as my backup. Fitzpatrick is a is a back. He's a true backup. But that's he because you thinking backup. about play. Because you think it from the, the standpoint of I still of, of playing to win every game. That's how you think. That's how we all think. Here. If we're going, if we're going to get a backup, right? Thank you. I'm just that. here to get. I'm yeah. just, it's my job. I'm here. I'm here today. So. Oh, I got a place to do today. I got the boss. Let me go in. Oh, oh, dang! I got an intercession, man. Trubisky, when you get back, dog, hurry up. Right, like these, these are I'm really gonna go against my stats for the next team that's really looking to pick me up, boy. They, they out here Hawkins. You know, so so when you look at it from that standpoint, we get it, man. Exactly, but if if if. As a Chicago fan, and and you know you as a mutual fan, and, and I agree with Kaz, we should be talking about the fact that Mr. Trubisky is back on the field today, I, and, and I'm ho- still and, and, and hopefully, and, and hopefully his you know his not his because, his, his, his non throwing shoulders. Let me tell you, he's, he's let me tell I you what I'm gonna back do. Because let me tell you what I'm I'm gonna do. I'm giving y'all y'all Bears time, but if you want to time up because. We're going to get the Vikings and the Lions as much time as needed. So we're going to talk about Mr. Bisky and this matchup and say who we think is going to win. Or we're just going to cut it down so me and Nas can get some battling, you know, round one. Like, me and Nas are standing. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all ever played, like, Mortal Kombat? And, like, before you hit the button, they both just sat in there like that in Street Fighter. Like, they just waiting on one of the players to hit the button so somebody can slap or kick. That's me and Nas uh-huh. right now. Like, we like, we just, we just here. Y'all doing story mode. We just back here ready to fight. You got to know we can keep talking. We we know how to keep talking. Ah, hey man, look, we got a whole. We got a Who's whole gonna win this game, today. Mr. Back. Who's gonna win against the Saints? What's y'all team Saints. gonna do? Oh well, there's one person up there. That's one answer. Mm-hmm. I got the Saints. Because Trubisky wasn't that impressive before he got hurt. That's my thing. And he did show up for the Redskins game. And I mean, but it's the Redskins. The Redskins. So, that's not, that's not, I'm not going to sit up here and say that he was impressive because he wasn't. Let's keep that real. But also, he didn't have all of his weapons with the exception of that, uh, with the exception of that Redskins game. Thank goodness that his weapons are coming back now, too. Thank goodness on yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, I will also add that I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, uh, although uh, I'm sure you were listening, his the running game is going to dictate how well this game turns out to be. I really wish um, the Bears would cut Mike Davis or trade Mike Davis for Melvin Gordon. 
I really, I don't think that's going to happen. I really wish it would happen. Uh, add that to the fact that the Bears need a running back that that Nagy trusts to give the ball to and actually have a running game. I think the Bears can win this game. I know it's, um, I know it's, what's the word? It's really soft, but I have to push for this game because I have no idea. I truly have no idea. And this is, you all know I, I usually in a push situation, I choose the Bears for the sake of pushing, for the sake of choosing. I have no idea on this game, none whatsoever. What? 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you not pushing? That's what I'm saying. Wow. I'm well, I don't feel it. I think you kind of just like, uh, okay. If I got to choose. You're going to leave after that. You're not going to pick uh, the Bears. You pick the Bears when they have Jay Cutler like every week. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, on this situation, I'm expecting this to be a good game because literally having Teddy Bridgewater versus Drew Brees and having no Alvin Kamara is literally giving the Bears a chance. Had you put Kamara and Brees back there, I would have had to pick the same. But without those two, this is a come-back-to-earth uh, quality of picking and I can't pick the I can't pick the Saints over the Bears. I can't pick the Bears over the Saints. I think the Bears getting their receivers back and getting Trubisky back gives them a chance. But I can't just pick. Okay. Well, even though Trubisky's back, you know we do have to keep in mind that he's only thrown for three touchdowns and four starts, and he's at a poetry average of 147 yards. You know per game so far. So I think it's a, it's this is his proving game. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's coming off of a shoulder injury, but gratefully it was a non-throwing arm. Um, so, but still, as a person whose shoulder is messed up right now, I already know how he feels. <laughs> so I get it. It's not a comfortable. It does, you know, it does affect you to a, to a degree because you can still feel the soreness or the pain or whatever he's feeling. Um, but yeah, he's got to prove himself today. He's got to step up. He's got to get get on the field and take charge of the team, and he got to run that offense. Um, defensively, when you look at how they're ranked up against it, obviously Chicago has a better defense. Um, and as Cass mentioned earlier, um, I don't think there hasn't been a game where they haven't had a takeaway in the score. You know, so Chase they are one of the best. Chase is going to be on the side motivating them. <laughs> you know, don't, for, so, don't, for, so don't they, forget that part. Chase is gonna be motivating him. Hard, please, bro. I'm just a backup. Please do your job today. Be good. Be great. <laughs> See, so you know, <laughs> so, so, so you basically you know, saying Chase, um, Chase is gonna be in his here helping him out today. He gonna be in the helmet <laughs> talking with, with the coach. He gonna be in the helmet. He gonna be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, it's, and look, man, nobody's coming down on them. Like I said, some people like the job, and you gotta give him that. And that, and that's, and he played. He got to play his role, and as long as he played his role, he does it well. And they cost the team too much, I guess, in their eyes. That's okay. And that's all you can look for. 
But I do agree that it's going to be a hard-fought game, um, really, truly, because Trubisky is coming off of, you know, the injury and also because he wasn't doing that great before going in. So, like I said, he has a lot to prove today. He's going to have to connect with his receivers on the majority of their, uh, you know, his attempts. They're definitely going to have to get that running game going. Um, as far as that, Renard, I, don't really, I think they have a decent running game. I do, I do see the speed and the talent that they have as far as their running backs. But a lot, a lot of their problem is that is their offensive line and the blocking and holding that and making those holes. They've had, you know, chances where they've done that, but that's also been against weaker teams. So I think today they definitely got to step up and prove themselves. And like I said, not be the team of old that shows up and can't do anything after a couple of weeks off. You know, it's not it's not a new it's a new season to to a degree when you look at it from that standpoint. And a lot of coaches will say that, all right, y'all, we got a bye week. We're gonna take these things off. We start a whole new season. All right, but starting a whole new season does not mean you play like you've been playing since the season started. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, I'll give it. Uh, all things considered. You know, I definitely would say, like, if, if the Bears do win, and I, want, I do want the Bears to win, this, this is definitely going to be a close game. I don't see them being able to, you know, um, get a get a goose egg or anything like that defensively just because of New Orleans' offense and how well they play together, even with, you know, especially with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, not even with, but especially with him because they haven't really lost a step. Um, now, I, I do understand that it is going to – you know, make a big difference with their one of, with one of the main receivers being out, but that may not make a difference at all. So it's really going to come down to you know, as we all say, who shows up to play, who's ready to play, and who's ready, to, you know, and uh, how many, who makes the least amount of turnovers, who capitalizes on the turnovers they create defensively, um, how many drop balls, how many interceptions, all those things that that make the game the game itself. Is, uh, uh, really going to be what's plays into the Bears being able to win today. Who, who is Chicago starting running back? Is it is it Tariq Tariq Cohen? Is it David um, Montgomery. David Montgomery. Montgomery. Rookie yeah, Montgomery. Ball, um, Tariq Cohen. Yeah. They they are essentially using they're essentially using uh, Tariq Cohen in too many trick plays, and they don't believe his size is good enough. Are big enough to to be to be a, a running back, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. He's uh he's there to do a lot of good stuff, but I, I they had a gone out and gotten Mike Davis, not knowing how good Montgomery could be in his rookie season. They had always planned on Montgomery being uh being the eventual running back, but. Mike Davis has been relegated to every once in a while we'll throw you in the game because Tariq Cohen and Montgomery aren't there. And I really believe it's time to cut bait on, on uh, Mike Davis. I I wish that the Bears would trade for Melvin Gordon. I don't think they will. I'm looking at Montgomery's stats. They're not too uh, too impressive either. I think the run game is yeah, like well, you know what? You know what? Here's 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 the issue. Here's the issue on, on paper when it comes to the Bears, and I don't know why. Um, in the last few years, especially their successful seasons, they actually was better on paper with Jay Cutler, and I'm not joking. 
um, than they have under Mr. Trubisky or a better system. But the thing is what they capitalize in when it comes to being on the field and during the game. So the few yards that Montgomery may get may have led to a touchdown. Um, right, and Montgomery so – the, the Montgomery, I was just going to say Montgomery's stats don't look great because part of the problem is that Nagy is not calling that many running plays. He right. is, he is. No, they 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 stuffed him a couple times. But the 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 thing is, when they actually um, when they actually play in the game, it's almost like everyone becomes like a, a key player when they're actually playing in the game. Everyone becomes a key player, and that one or those one or two plays are what catapults the Bears. To that W or out of that deficit of somebody being 14 no over them. And so that's what makes a lot of these players great. Everybody kind of like has a team player role, which doesn't, isn't always reflected in stats. Not every team has like Patriots type stats where everybody is just like 90 yards a game running left the catch or yards left the catch or, you know, it, it, it's just, it's just the scheme that the the Bears had, where they really do not look superb on paper, but when you're watching them in real time, you're seeing that they're making adjustments and they're making coaching calls to attack whatever play is in front of them or whatever defense is in front of them or offense at the time. So that's what's been keeping them in the game. So they're just one of the few teams, and there are a couple of teams like that. You can't look at the stats and think you're going to go in there. And blow them out, Detroit is another one. You cannot look at Detroit stats and be like, I'm going to show up and I'm just going to eat a leg of mutton and win. No, Detroit no, will murder you. We, we've seen it. Yeah. But on paper, they don't look amazing. So there's still a lot of question marks of how are they at top of the NFC North. And we're going to get to that. So Renard, you're undecided. Mike, you rolling with the W? Yep, for the Bears. Okay, yep. and and Nas and I are rolling with the Saints, so that's how that one goes in the book this week for Football Fan Rush. I cannot believe when Nas undecided, but he has up until game time. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm so, like, you know, normally he normally he ride or die no matter what. He was all on me. That's about okay. He up some great points. He was all on he, me about he, us being in the bottom of the, the division and. You know, it was like, man, you're supposed to be a fan. Now, all of a sudden, you can't even just, you know, I'm like, I don't know what to do about this one. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, first time, you. everything. I mean, I you told you, if, if, Breeze, if Breeze and Camaro was back there, I would have picked the Saints. <laughs> I, this one is a, there's, there's so much going on. Part of it is due to injuries. Part of it is due to players coming back. Part of it is due to how teams have played. There's so many factors in this game that if you're, it, I feel like if you're super confident in in your pick on this particular game, then there's something there's something that you haven't seen. I would like to think that Mike is not super well, confident in their pick. I would like to I'm think really that not, I, mean, I would like to think that Nas is not I'm super, not super confident. No, I, I, I believe you all are confident. You, am, not am, super confident am I super? Am, am I super confident in the what? Bears pick? No. If I was, if I was really looking at it, and I sat here and and but that's why I take. That's why I can't look at the stats because if I look at the stats, yeah, but on paper, uh, New Orleans is a better team. They're they're playing better right now. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you look at I it mean, from that there's, standpoint. There's factors you know, that are and, and I'm taking today's game that and I keep and I keep going back and forth with Kamara Kamara. I don't even know how to say his name right. I know it's Alvin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been saying Kamara on one one sentence and Kamara on the other one. No. Up next, we have another division matchup that one team can't afford to lose, and another team is probably upset because they got cheated out of a win. So it's my beloved Minnesota Vikings going up against my beloved Detroit Lions that Renard seems to hate. So anyone tuned into the show, if you hear a whole bunch of Detroit Lions hate, I mean, even about players that have played like in 1912 and they're dead. It's coming from Renard. It's okay. He just doesn't like them. It's, it's all right. I don't have to call in and it, we'll, we'll get them together. It's, it's, it's okay. This is a pretty serious matchup. This is a serious matchup for the Vikings because the Vikings cannot afford to drop another L against anybody else in their division. Period. And, um, Whatsoever, they can't. They they can't do it. They cannot lose another game at all. The other no, big issue. Cannot. Yeah, they cannot. The other big issue going on with Minnesota is the quarterback. Um, a lot of people know how I feel about Kirk Cousins. They know how I publicly feel about Kirk Cousins. I spare no expense for Kirk Cousins on Twitter at all, and I shan't. And a lot of people decided last week to hit me and say, now, now, there's your quarterback. What do you think? Now, I think he's quarterbacking, which is what a quarterback should do. I don't think that he has done anything worth $84 million as of yet. I do like that he has found his receivers again and has played better football. But I'm still not $84 million sold. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He got guaranteed paid to be the exception of what quarterbacking is. And, you know, he checked Daniel with us in a little bit of a way, but that is what it is. Um, the Vikings have to do that, that O line is starting to become shaky. Maybe it's becoming shaky because. We don't ever know when Kirk Cousins is going to release the ball. And it's only so long they can hold a, a great defensive line. And that's one of the things these Detroit Lions have had for years. That defensive front, no matter what the Lions have gone through, they have been able to put together a defensive front. There's definitely a front seven that's unreal. And they've always been able to, even going back in the days of Dominic and Sue and, and Nick Fairley, like they've always been able to get the quarterback. That's going to be a problem. While you fare better than at home when you do a bank, that's still going to be an issue because of the tenacity that the Detroit front seven plays with and can the O-line hold it or will there be plays called that are going to get the ball out of the hands of her cousins a lot faster? I think there needs to be a bigger aerial attack game which is something that I have to give Matt Stafford nothing but props for um, for the Detroit Lions. His arm and his accuracy and his completion rating is phenomenal for the type of quarterback that he, that he is and the type of team that he has. 
We've had everything from great seasons with really good starters to well, we're here this season. We came, we showed up, they gave us a schedule. He's been consistent lately. He's, he's been through a, even a lot on the personal side of life and still been able to come through it. And he knows how to find his targets, even when they're just using the tight end. And that's something that is hit or miss with Kirk Cousins. So the biggest thing that we have to rely on, the biggest thing that we have to rely on right now is the fact that um, we literally, literally got to capitalize on this win with our defense. There's nothing else that could be done other than capitalizing on the win um, via the Vikings defense. And, um, that the defense is really going to have to pull through. They're going to have to play very smart football today. So the Vikings defense has a history of unnecessary penalties. They're going to have to watch that today. One of the biggest players that we have that commits unnecessary penalties, and it's kind of getting on our nerves as fans, but it's got to be frustrating for the coaching staff, is Xavier Rhodes. He's got to play better. He's got to leave a lot of that emotion in, in the parking lot as he walks into the stadium. It is an emotional game. But his emotion leads to 15-yard penalties and automatic first down for the other team. We cannot give this game away. This game has to, today has to be extremely smart football, extremely strategic. Mike Zimmer, Stefanowski, Stefanski, I'm sorry, they cannot be outcoached today. I don't think that's they possible. I think you're playing the Lions. Outcoached. You're playing a Lions team that, that is severely pissed, severely pissed. It, exactly. And, it, and that was what I was going to get to. The Vikings cannot be outcoached today. They cannot be outmastermind because the Lions should have walked away against the Packers with a W. And everybody knows that. The game before that, they should have gotten a W. They were really robbed of that touchdown, and I couldn't even believe that. That, that was amazing. But it wasn't even just a few bad calls. This last the game against the Packers was such bullcrap officiating, and I can say it because I won't get fined. It, it was so bad that I'm not even <laughs> a Lions fan, and I just I, I couldn't even let it go. I, I was like, this is the – what are these phantom hands to the face? And it, it was just so many bad calls, and we watched a team that sat on a goose egg for just about the entire game come back and win, and the Packers didn't deserve that W. They didn't just I don't know if the spirit of Bart stars in the stadium. I don't know what's going on, but it seems like <laughs> when they play at Lambeau, all of a sudden the refs become delirious, and they're like, that looks like floating moonslide. Call that. That's, a, that's something in the book, isn't it? Call that. Like, it's just so weird that this is what's happening to them in Lambeau. The Lions definitely have the right to be pissed. They have something to they dropped the division game for, honestly, no reason and no major fault of theirs. There were some things that were questionable that they did, but overall it was officiating. So here we are, the Vikings, with, you know, one-legged Willie as the quarterback going up against a very angry um, Lions team that has to get a division win, and so do we. We don't have one. A very a very angry and fundamentally culture-changed Lions team. I respect what Matt Patricia's done. 
he's turned the Lions into an actual team, I can be like, okay, we have a chance. <laughs> so it's, hey, Bernard, I don't know. If, if, I didn't know if you had heard that part. Okay, I'm sorry. I heard that part because oh, okay. I am. Oh, I was okay. I was feeling. I felt that Matt Patricia is a much better, much better uh, coach than previous coaches that the Lions have had. I've already said that. That's you correct. are you disagreed with me, but I always no no no. Our argument was over discipline, but but I'm gonna let Nas finish. It yeah, like I, I, more I definitely. I, I'm gonna let Nas finish because I know you're definitely the gamut. It's def- it definitely was an upgrade from Caldwell. My only concern with him coming in is the fact that I get tired yes. of the, the, the Detroit yes. Patriots. Did you say the that Detroit again? Patriots. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's. I just. I'm. You know. And I'm. I'm starting to get a little tired of it now. Like with the, the bringing in all of the Patriots, like secondaries, the washouts. Like you know, that's kind of bothering me a little bit. But especially with Trey Flowers, um, the pack, the 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 players that come from Tom Brady and company are fit for that scheme. I mean, and Detroit isn't that. We don't run the plays that they run. So I don't think it's drafting. I think if we brought over the entire Patriots team and coached them under Matt Patricia, it would be, you know, the same, probably maybe three and three and two. or <laughs> Like it wouldn't be like undefeated. Well, I, you know, I don't necessarily believe. And the is just different. I don't necessarily believe that he's bringing them over to play the same scheme. I think he's trying to bring them over <laughs> to teach them the locker room. The culture. That's what I yeah, think Yeah, the culture. Doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I understand which, that now. Which, which I'm is, glad which Carl is actually smart. When you, you know, that's, that's definitely a good move on his part because that's one of the major things that has been lacking in Detroit, you know, for a while. It's just that 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 um, camaraderie that, that camaraderie that you need in the locker room, so that when you step on the field, everybody's on the same page the entire time. Right. You know, that way that way it's, it it may you know it doesn't make it any easier to, to achieve your goals because you still got to go through another team to do it. But it does make it a lot more comfortable when you know that you're out there with people that you can depend on. When you have one or two players that you really can't depend on, and in the locker room that energy is there, it just, it makes it hard for you to go out there on the field and be like, all right, but I was going to hear ball. When you think about, man, what is this school going to do today? Right. You know, he coming ready to play. He's going to be on this typical, it's about me crap. You know, so there's a lot that you have to contend with. But we have always said, that and I can say that I've never had a bad thing to say, you know, be about Detroit that wasn't warranted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> that wasn't warranted. Um, and even when this season started, um, you know, I was still like, all right, they they looked really good. And Renard had to eat his Cheerios. He had to take his Cheerios back, you know, when when he saw the game against Kansas City. And he, had, he had to admit it, like, all right, man, y'all, I got to admit, Detroit is not looking as bad as I thought they would. So I'm like, no, they don't. They don't look anywhere close to the same. And I have team, always said, you know, I have always said make me eat my Cheerios. Make me eat my Cheerios. <laughs> make me eat my Cheerios. And Detroit, notoriously, they hadn't made me shut up. I wanted them to make me shut up because they had. <laughs> and you talked, and you, and you had came on the show, and I was still talking big snap. And then when they played against, they played against, uh, when they played against Kansas City, although they still scored more points than both you and I thought they would, um, and Kansas right. City also scored more points than we both thought they would, Detroit still showed me something. 
even even in a loss, I was like, okay, I got to pay attention now. And I didn't have a yeah. problem with that. But up, up till now, Detroit had not put forth a game that made me say, Renard, shut up. They finally did that for me, and I'm willing to – to, to eat crow, however we want to say it, and over over that game. The game that made me say, all right, Renard, they, they're better than I thought they were with Kansas City. And then, even if I was still being a quote-unquote Detroit hater, even haters had to say, all right, they stole that game against Detroit last week. That, that They stole that from Detroit. Because there are a lot of games that you can go in to say, did Detroit lose or did the other team win? Nobody won that game last week. Nobody did. And when yeah. I say nobody yeah. did, because uh, the Packers definitely didn't win that game. And I felt like Detroit should have won that game, but I also felt like I, I, I wish – there are times when I wish Detroit put the game so far out of reach that the, the officiating can't even take it for Detroit. So I'm and that's not really what it should have been. Well, that's what it should have been. That's what it should have been. Detroit. Wait a minute. They were. Wait a minute. They were working on that because the, the score definitely indicated that. But here's the issue: when you no longer have control of the game at the hands of the refs, what are you going to do? What, I mean, what, what are you going to do? When you actually have an interception. And they're like, no, that probably really wasn't a fumble that it really was. We're just gonna give it back to the Green Bay. What? What is? What is? And I'm about to run down the field to the end zone and stretch the lead even more. Like what? It, it there was nothing. I hear what you're saying, and that probably would work in a normal game that the spirit of Bart Starr wasn't at. But clearly at this yeah. game, that was <laughs> not going to work because when the Lions were that far ahead and everybody was tweeting and. Man, the Lions are the truth. Like they straight. St- I mean, they were getting at, at Aaron Rodgers better than anybody that I, any team I've seen in two years. And it just when when the officiating is that bad, and you notice you should be scoring, and you're right there to score. Now, granted, there were a couple things that they messed up, but overall, you steady calling imagination calls, and now we like. What what with third and twenty seven, like what is whose whose face was nobody touching that we just got a penalty for? So they were trying to stretch it and they had a great lead for a long time. But this last game was really bad officiating that murdered that because I believe that the Lions would have run away. But I, I truly believe the Lions were on a roll and they were going to keep going. They were brought to a halt by no that wasn't their fault. Th- those circumstances were not their fault. Even when they tried to capitalize on everything that they could, it just didn't matter. They need to improve in the red zone um, closings. I'm tired. Like, you know, the, the culture is different. The play is different. The the staff is definitely di- is different, better in all aspects. But the one thing that is consistent with the Lions, awesome drives, Matthew Stafford putting together these Aaron Rodgers-esque type drives, we get within a 10, and some kind of way it ends up being a field goal. Had Detroit took care of business in the red zone last week, the, the officiating calls that were blown wouldn't even factor. Low-key, realistically, it should have been 31 to zip at the end of the first quarter, at the end of the first it half. Really, that it, really it, should it have been the score. But then what about the game before that when Matt Stafford did put the ball in the player's hands and he actually did have a touchdown and officiating called it back? 
that was actually that's true. a touchdown. That's so true. sometimes you, you can't control that. That was a great play. He drug both feet inbounds, and they were like, man, no. And I think this so really I was think, pissing. It was, I, 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 I will add, add that one of the things that I have noticed um, across all sports, we all know referees are influenced by reputation. If Detroit builds a reputation to where they're given the benefit of the doubt, that will bleed into the referee's mind. It should not be that way, but it but it will and it is. So Detroit, uh, I mean, officiating against Detroit is also affected by their reputation. If they build a reputation, this will help in their favor. They got to build a reputation. All right, Mike, y'all. Yeah. With that, yeah, with that, I'm gonna, we're going to bring on another caller. This caller is from Chicago. Go ahead, and then we since I said where you're from, go ahead and tell us your name. Hey, y'all. Good morning. This is Dre from In Much Less Detail. How y'all doing? Hey, what oh, up, Dre? Dre? Dre is in the building. What's good, Dre? <laughs> good to hear from you guys. Good to hear all the passion as usual on your show. Thank you, man. We appreciate you jumping on with us. So you heard what we talked about so far this morning, you know, as far as the Bears and also with Minnesota and Detroit. What is your take, first of all, on the Bears game, which eventually coming back, we all know that he's not 100%. Um, and this will be our first um, opportunity as Bears fans to see what that looks like. Um, so we don't know what we're going to get. Hopefully it don't look bad. <laughs> but, you know, as a fan, I'm obviously hoping for a win. However, New Orleans has been on the tear, even with Teddy, uh, you know, bridge over Trump and water, Bridgewater still playing. And, you know, now that he's in New Orleans, it seems he has a better um, fit for his skill set. So, and then we have, you know, Detroit and Minnesota going at it today. Uh, we haven't got to the Green Bay game yet. We still got a few minutes before we do that. But what is your feelings about those two games so far? Well, the Bears game, I'm, I try to take more analytical approach and not let my fandom and my heart get in the way, but I'm guilty of that sometimes. But when mm-hmm. I see the Bears, when I think about them coming back from England and having that week to the stew and think about – how did we get embarrassed like that by the Oakland damn Raiders? And I just think they got to come out and, and go crazy on, on Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints and just smother them and hold them down today. And as far as Mitch Trubisky, I'm just concerned and hope that Matt Nagy can uh, find a way to not get too cute and have too many trick plays out there. You've seen that he's been inconsistent and, and, not living up to his potential, scale it down a little bit. Have some, get some basic plays out there. He hasn't played in the longest. Uh, you know, you saw the backup Chase Daniel run the offense. Uh, take it easy and have some basic stuff instead of all these reverses and gadgets and, and run pass options and trick plays. And just let them ease back into it and let the defense do what they're supposed to do and win the game for you. Well, I definitely agree with you there. It's kind of hard to – 
established trick plays and all the other, you know, misdirection plays available that you can use when your basic offense is needing working. You know, when yeah, you haven't even established, when you haven't even established that part yet. Yeah, so that's what I'm concerned with. If, if I think if they take it easy and, and just let the game flow and, and let everything occur naturally instead of trying to force it by having some crazy razzle-dazzle play, then I think they can handle their business and come back and, and do what they're supposed to do. Cool, cool. Now, um, we've all seen for the last couple of weeks where Detroit has played extremely well in very close games that have not gone their way. Um I'm pretty sure we can all, you know, concede to the fact that the the they they should they should have won both games, uh, considering the fact they had a touchdown taken away from them against Kansas City, and last week with the very horrendous <laughs> um, calls that were made during that game. Um, so with Detroit playing Minnesota today, and you should know Minnesota is Cass's team. She is a die-hard fan. Um, my boy Nod. No, I wasn't aware of that. My boy Nas is on here He is a straight Detroit fan Straight Detroit fan We got it Straight Detroit fan So you know You see what the makeup is And what is your take on How Detroit has played these past two games What is your take on the penalties they've, um, They've had to deal with And what is your take on today's game uh, my uh, co-host Jason and I were talking on our show last night about the refereeing, and unfortunately that overshadowed everything, just those terrible calls on Monday night against the Packers. Uh, the Lions had that game. They had it sewn up. They had the other team, uh, yeah. the, the receiver, Shepard, having the ball hit off his face for an interception right at the goal line. The, the Lions had that yeah. thing wrapped up before the bad refereeing yeah. took over. So I think everybody knows that. Um yeah, I've been impressed with the Lions this year. I, uh, I've always got a sort of an allergy to all those expatriates coaches taking over different teams because they all want to be the next Belichick. And this guy, Matt Patricia, uh, seemed like the same thing to me. He wants to take over and be uh, the be-all and end-all. And uh, my co-host Jay refers to him as the ass-hat with the pencil behind his ear. But uh, <laughs> you, can't take, <laughs> you can't take away no. from uh, the Lions have looked they look solid. I, I can't. I can't take it away. They look like a very solid team on on both sides. Uh, but someone was pointing out on the show there uh, exactly what their big problem is: is they need to punch it in the end zone, and it, yes. it's a long-standing deal with them that they haven't been able to, to score touchdowns right. and get a lot of field exactly. goals. And that's really what has me leaning towards Kathleen uh, and and her favorite quarterback, Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings today is. It's because the Lions last year couldn't score any touchdowns against the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, I know that's your guy. Um, yeah, they, they, had, they had two games against the Vikings last year where they scored no touchdowns, and they, I can see the same thing happening today against the Vikings defense, and I think that'll make all the difference. Yeah, yeah that's the thing with the Lions. It's like, of course. Go ahead, Josh. It's like the dates. You always want it. You got it. Uh, you know, you get another one. She sends you text messages telling you how great of a night it's going to be. And then last minute, it's like, oh, uh, well, my babysitter called in sick, so I'm not going to be able to hang out with you tonight. That's the equivalency of the Lions offense. 
that's the equivalency of it. Great play. Wow. Now we got a, a great wow. tight. Yeah, we got a great tight. We got a, a great tight end. Descriptive uh, analogy. A very yeah, descriptive that's analogy. Wow. Yeah, like it's finally go, it's finally going down. Uh, tonight is going down, and the babysitter's sick. So <laughs> it's one of those. We got a great tight end now. Well, Hawkinson, I don't know what he was trying to do when he hit the Y button and thought he was going to jump over somebody a couple of weeks ago. Hopefully he doesn't do that dumb shit anymore. But um, we got a great tight end, um, <laughs> great quarterback, you know, um, just can't close the deal. I mean, you got to think about it in terms of this. I mean, historically, the person who scored the most points for the Detroit Lions is Jason Hansen. If you just put that into perspective, that tells you everything you need to know about the Lions never being able to close out in the red zone, the, the, the kicker, Jason Hansen, Hall of Fame kicker, granted, is the number one point scorer for the Detroit Lions organization. Nothing is – he's not even threatened. He's not the second and even close. So that's something well, that they I, have to I'm, get over. I'm not going to hold that one against you because traditionally the high, the leading scorers on teams are their kickers. I mean, for the longest – ironically, the leading scorer on the Bears at one point in time was Walter Payton until Butthead took it over. So I am not shocked when kickers are the leading scorers. I think the leading scorer in NFL history is a kicker. That's to be expected. They're only brought in two scores. So I am not mad about that. But I feel your pain, man. Nobody likes smelling those cookies, uh, bacon, and not getting a taste. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got the That's milk going, already, got the cup. Wow! All right, now as we talk about you know milk and milk and cheese and cookies and stuff, we we got to talk about. Uh, wait, wait, you know, wait, 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 wait. So I don't know who everybody has. It's clearly Nas as Detroit. Clearly, I have the Vikings. Um, Mike, who's your your pick for today? Man, I I, I gotta. I, man. <laughs> so y'all make it difficult because y'all my friends. So I like. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm deciding against my friends and shit. Hey, you got a If I have to look at it just from just just from the teams and all of that, I really think that Detroit is just playing just playing well enough. They just looking for that one win that that's going to set the rest of the season. And unfortunately, it might come today against Minnesota. Um, uh, Cousins isn't. In my opinion, he isn't the most favorable, you know, or the best quarterback um, for many people's teams, uh, let alone Minnesota, especially for the, what he's getting paid. Um, I haven't seen him do anything ex- exceptional. Um, uh, I, I mean, it's, his long his long throw is pretty much, you know, invisible because he don't he ain't throwing it that far. Um, I mean, he is. So, nobody, oh no, oh no, he, well, he's you know, throwing everybody can. in the stand. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know. Well, that's what I mean. You know, he ain't connected with no. You know, he's not connect. He's connecting with people. He did. He did last week. He looked like what they were paying him for. So that's what he's supposed to look like, obviously. Right. But you know, if you look at it just from comparison, you know, um, Matt has definitely been a lot more. Matt has been consistent every year. I can't, you know, I can't even knock it. He is consistent every year, regardless of whether how Detroit does. The man is consistent, dude. He always put a number. So you can say what you want, well, he's always got to throw the ball and stuff like that. But I think that speaks volumes to the type of quarterback that he is because he can throw that much and because he can be that consistent when he's doing it. 
So you roll well, home with Detroit? Be done. Yeah, I don't have to roll with Detroit. Okay. I think Detroit. I think and Detroit deserves that. You know, they they worked it. They got to they got to get something out of it. And I know it's it's a big division game for both of them. You know, but I think Detroit is just in, in that position where you know they're a lot more hungrier right now than Minnesota. And Renard? let me let me speak on my emotions, and you all might laugh at this. My Bears hate. I mean, excuse me. I said my Bears hate. My Bears love. My Bears. My Bears heart want the Vikings to lose, so the Vikings have three division losses. My Detroit hate wants the Vikings to win, so that so that all of my hate for the for the uh, Lions comes out. So my emotion is contradicting itself right now. So my non-emotion has to speak up and just say, hmm, I don't know, but I'm going to lean with the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> you going with the Vikings? <laughs> that was funny. That whole thing was funny. Everything about what I said was just wrong. Everything about what I said was wrong. But... Uh, so we're going to keep the show going even though a couple of games started. And up next, I guess we have to talk about Green Bay. We do cover the NFC North. Um, so there's that. And so they play on Wisconsin. And they got a dope quarterback. Well, I'm about done. So you guys can go ahead and have that it. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's, it's 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 all it's the same thing every year, man. It's like all right, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's the uh, it's Green Bay. They're five and one. Um, they're not blowing any teams out, but they're they're still they backing down the wins. And what else can you say of Green Bay? Uh, yeah. They're Oakland. Yeah. yeah, I'm going going with Green Bay on this one. I hope Oakland wins, but I'm not confident in picking Oakland. If my team wasn't playing day, I dress up like I was part of the black hole. But you know, I'm just saying, <laughs> I be and I live in LA, so you know, um, if you if you if you're not aware, I have like a few teams I could pick. <laughs> I got four teams to choose from today. <laughs> you know, so I could be an LA Ram fan five for five minutes. I could be a Forty Nine er fan for two. Um, Oakland fan for about. One and a half. <laughs> oh, that's not you know, it, 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 Nobody it. gives the Chargers any love. You're not going to give the Chargers no love. I've never been like the Chargers fan. I've just never been, man. It just, you know, it's just, I've just, I've just had, I, I know, and I don't know why. Because it's not like they haven't had decent teams. I've just never been a Chargers fan. Neither has anybody in Los Angeles. I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. Um, but that's that's a whole other conversation we can have some other day. Um, like we said, the, the the it is 12 o'clock wherever you are, so that means that some games are starting for you. If you live in, if you live out here with me, that means the games are starting for you. Obviously, we know that. Um, and so today, uh, um, like I said, of course we had to keep the Green Bay part short because we talked about so much of the games, of the other games, and we're not. It's not that we hate on Green Bay or anything like that. It's just you know they in our division and they lead the division right now. Uh, that. So 
no, we hate being Green Bay. We're going to say that. We hate Green Bay. All right, so with that being said. We're going to say We hate Green Bay. I I guess everybody – is everybody calling Green Bay for the day's win over Oakland? Uh, everybody versus Green Bay. I agree with that. See, and you, <laughs> see, you see how you see, y'all see the enthusiasm. Uh, yeah, it is hurting. Yeah. Actually, I can't agree actually, with that actually, actually, it's a tie with me between them and Dallas. I don't know who I hate. I hate more. So, I'll come I don't even Dallas. think. I, I don't even think I, about Dallas. I'm sorry. I I, I grew up like in Tony Dorsett, so I wasn't a Dallas hater. I, 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 I don't even think, man. I don't even think about them. I just even when they playing, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I don't. I, just, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. You know, I, and, and headlines and all that. I just don't. They don't cross my mind. I just. I can't explain why. I just don't. <laughs> Anyway, let's get it all wrapped up. Uh, Renard, why don't you tell them where they can find us? They can find us on Football Fan Rush Radio under blogtalkradio.com slash footballfanrushradio on your favorite podcast app where I personally use the Apple Podcast app and just do a search for Football Fan Rush Radio. Then on Twitter, we are Football Fan Rush. And on Facebook, we are facebook.com slash Radio. So enjoy your games today. A very deep appreciation to our guest host coming on today and, you know, joining in with us on our on our fun and analyticalness of these games. That's not even a word, so you know, I know that. Um <laughs> analysis right. Um enjoy your games today. I hope your team wins. If your Chinese team doesn't win, don't feel bad, you got next week. All right. And on that, y'all all have a great day, and we're going to bounce up out of here and go watch some football. Definitely. And we also have to show love to everyone who called in today. So thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Exactly, y'all. Have a good one. <laughs>